Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Strange Familiars. How are you tonight, Allison? I'm well. On tonight's show, I will be talking with Amanda, who has some possible Sasquatch kind of stuff. She talks about some strange symbols she found in trees, which was followed by a night of terrifying screams. And she's seen orbs, and then she has these new characters to add to our roster of uh, nighttime invaders. Oh, no. Dirt people. Dirt people. Yes. So we'll hear her stories. After Amanda's story, we're going to come back and we're going to tell our own story about a little synchronistic weirdness that happened with us last week involving deer. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's go ahead and get to Amanda's story. Okay, tonight we're talking with Amanda, who has several stories for us, some possible Sasquatch kind of stuff, some strange lights, and dirt people, a new kind of nighttime invader we haven't collected before, so I'm excited to hear these stories. How are you doing tonight, Amanda? Fantastic. How about you? Doing all right. Do you want to take it chronologically, or how do you want to do this? Um. Yeah, let's do that. I'll start with... Um... The Sasquatch Bigfoot type story. So in probably around the year 2000, my family and I were camping in a state park in western Wisconsin. This is a place that we went to often. Um, my sister and I decided one Saturday that we were going to go on a little adventure up to the waterfall and then kind of go past the waterfall to like the trails on the other side that we had never been to. So everything's great. We get up there. We cross the waterfall. We don't see anybody else because everybody just stays by the water. So we wind through these trails up these hills, and I notice that it starts to feel kind of uncomfortable. And I look at her, and she's starting to slow down a little bit. It just feels like we weren't supposed to be there. Something was off. And then I look up, and there's trees lining both sides of this trail, and there was a canopy like 10 feet above our heads, but I noticed that there were lots of strange breaks and twists and curves in these little branches, like nine or 10 feet high off the ground. And I was thinking, people didn't do that. Like the 
felt like somebody drove through with something tall and it cut a straight line. They were like just bent and twisted and it was really odd. It reminded me of um, the dolls in that scene in the Blair Witch Project where they come up to the tree and you see those little man-made figures up right. in the tree. Right. And so I'm letting her walk ahead of me so she doesn't know, see what I'm looking at because I didn't want her to freak out. But like it looked like letters or little symbols and it was like, a banner across the top of this canopy and then five feet ahead there'd be another one across the top of the canopy the twigs didn't just appear this way this was something that was bent or twisted this or was physical physically done yeah okay yeah yep so i'm like trying not to fall over as i'm staring up at the trees and my sister's like i think we should go and i'm like i think you're right so we turn around and we start walking back and then that feeling just gets even bigger and bigger and like, I'm just really worried. I'm like, we're not going to get out of here fast enough. And I know we have to get, like, go around all these corners and down through and get back to the river and then back down to where all the other people are. And I'm like, it's going to take too long to take the trail. So I turned to her and I'm like, follow me. And we, like, bushwhacked it straight down the hill to the river and then followed the river back. Because, like, running out of there just because we felt so uncomfortable. But it's not like we saw anything or heard anything. It was just that overwhelming sense of we need to go now. Right. Yeah. I'm really interested yeah. in, in these kind of, you know, whatever you saw, whatever those structures were. So they were actually yeah. in the branches, like kind of in up in the trees. Yep. And about how big were they? Probably like four or five inches. Okay. So not huge, but big, not huge, but big enough no. to see. Big enough to see, yep. And it definitely reminded me of an alphabet, but I couldn't see any symbols that I recognized or letters that I recognized. But, like, yeah, you could see some of them were broken and some of them were, like, twisted and wrapped around the other. And wow. it was just so odd. And how were they hung? Or were they kind of just still just broken off? I'm trying to think how to explain it, you know? Yeah, so because it's, the trees are aligned both sides and you just have so many branches going over, I think there is, like they were sitting on top of the branches. So, I mean, it was within it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But low enough that I could see it. Right, right. Yeah, that's really, really strange. Yeah. yeah I, and, I mean, I've seen all kinds of different, you know, supposed Bigfoot structures, both in person and, and photographs of them and never anything like that. And I'm absolutely fascinated. Like, I'm really, really fascinated by that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've heard people talk about, like, the big structures and like, right. trees being flipped upside down. I'm like, but I've never heard of anything little like that. Well, some, sometimes people will talk about them leaving, like, glyphs on the ground and so forth. But, uh, okay. you know, I wonder if this isn't happening more and we just don't look up generally, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be. Very interesting. About how old were you? Yeah. When, when... Um, 14, I think. Okay. Yeah. So not a little, little kid, you know? No. O mm -hmm. Old enough to know what you were looking at. Yes, and I was like, and I've always been really comfortable in the woods. So the fact that we were there in a state park where we usually go, and like I knew that there were other people near enough, like just to have that overwhelming sense of fear, like it was just odd. right. And about how high were these the little glyphs? Um, the... like nine or ten feet off the ground. Oh, so that's pretty so high not, too. Yeah, yeah, not anything that any person I know could reach up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to think, like, did somebody drive through on the state, like, in the park vehicle and, like, stand up high and try to, like, mess around with the branches? But I don't know why anybody would do that. Yeah. No, that's really, really interesting. Yep. And I find it odd, too. Like, my sister and I never talked about it after that. Like, once we got back around other people, it was like nothing had happened. 
<laughs> I'm laughing only because I, I've just I've heard the similar things so yep. much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So later that night, I, I had slept in a tent on my own, and the rest of my family was in another tent, and we're like at the campground at this park, and it's kind of like just up the hill from the lake. And I had woken up in the night, like full of adrenaline, sitting up like, oh my gosh, I think I just heard somebody screaming bloody murder. And I'm sitting there listening. And sure enough, like I hear another woman screaming bloody murder, like blood curling screams. And it sounds like it's coming over from the beach, which is like half a mile away from where the campground is, but straight across the water. So sound travels really easily. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get down there. I need to help. Like, what do I do? And I realized, like, I'm just a kid. I don't have to go help. So I'm going to sit and listen. And, like, nobody else was moving. I didn't hear any other people talking. I was, like, waiting for sirens to come. Nothing. It's quiet. And then a short while later, from the northern direction, like, on the other side, back, honestly, by where we were walking earlier that day and had seen those sticks in the trees, I hear a really strange scream and it starts really low and growly and it raises up high and then it holds this pitch for a really long time. We're talking like six, seven seconds long. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not a person. (laughs) I don't know any animals in this area that do anything like that. Like what is going on? And then from the beach again, I hear the thing that made the screams the first time mimic that scream that I just heard. So it starts lower, raises up, and sustains at that higher pitch for a long time. So I'm like, okay, that's strange. And then they start calling back and forth. And like one would go, and then the other. And then another, the first one went, and then the second. And eventually I noticed like there's a third one. I noticed like a different timbre in the voice, but it's doing the same growl up hold the pitch call back behind the beach. I'm like, so I'm just sitting there wide-eyed listening, like, what could this be? Oh my gosh, at least they're far enough off. I know there's some space between me and them. Right. (laughs) But eventually it goes silent and I'm just sitting there listening, like waiting, waiting, waiting. And eventually somehow I fell asleep. I woke up a short while later, and it's storming. There's constant thunder and lightning. The rain's pelting down. I have, like, two inches of water flowing underneath my tent. And I'm like, why did I fall asleep? (laughs) I'm so mad at myself. And then I thought, okay, well, whatever that was, chances are it's not out moving in this weather. And that calmed me down a little bit. And then I thought, but if they are, I won't be able to hear them. Uh And with that, I was like, oh, no, I'm out. So I grabbed my sleeping bag. I grabbed my shoes. I, like, went out over and I got in the truck and I locked out the doors and I sat there until the sun came up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Freaking out. (laughs) And, of course, the next morning I get a ton of flack from my family. Oh, Amanda was too scared to stay in her tent all night. I'm like, didn't you hear that? They're like, hear what, the storm? I'm like, no, it was not the storm, the screams. They're like, no, you were just hearing things. And I'm like, ugh. It was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know exactly what you heard, but we've heard what we call these kind of klaxon screams, where it, yeah. it does start low like that and then kind of almost goes up like uh-huh. a klaxon horn. 
did you have any concept of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, anything at, at that age? or? I did, yep. And the thought did cross my mind, but I didn't want to think about that in the moment because I was just so scared. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not been woken up by screams, but I've been woken up by wood knocks very close to, to the tent. And I don't know if I don't know what I would have done at 14. I don't, it was hard enough at 40. How old was I then? 48? <laughs> it's hard enough at 48. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So, uh I still say you get you get a bravery award for not waking your parents up and saying I want to go. <laughs> well, I felt like I was safer in the vehicle than waking them up. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if the ending was coming, it would get them before it would get me. So. <laughs> <laughs> not so brave. <laughs> yeah, and then I have another a, a sighting that I I think is pretty interesting. So this was probably in the fall of like '07. And up in Duluth. So I would run in the mornings on Minnesota Point. So there's this giant sandbar that cuts between Lake Superior and the bay behind it between Minnesota and Wisconsin. So like the Minnesota side is eight miles long and then the Wisconsin, there's a natural canal and then the Wisconsin side is shorter. Um, so it's just wide enough for a road and like a line of houses down the sides. But at the at the bottom, there's like this really beautiful park and like the last mile's like all this old growth forest and it's really easy for the quick swim to get to any other forested areas anyway so it's early it's like 5 30 in the morning i'm running down the road i'm getting closer to the park where so away from all the houses and i see this guy come out of the brush from like the lakeside cross across the grass, onto the road, and walk straight over to the bay. Now, like, there are other people that are out running and, like, walking their dogs at that time in the morning, but not in the middle of the brush. And people here know not to go in the brush because it's so full of poison ivy. Like, you stick to the trails or you're going to be asking for it. Mm -hmm. So um, I get closer, and I'm like, it's okay, I'm going to, because once you get into the park, it's all grass and parking lots and a few sparse trees in that area. Like, I'll see where he is. It'll be fine. And I can turn around whenever I need to. So I'm running up. I get to the street light. I look around. There's nothing there. I turn I over towards the bay. Nobody's there. Like, it's odd. Like, a guy can't just disappear. So I turn around, and I start coming back, and I stop by the street lamp, and I look up, and on the left side of the street lamp, there is a metal rod sticking out where this guy's head was, and it's like seven and a half feet off the ground. Oh. And huh. on the right side is this little electric box down on the bottom, and it's down by my elbow and my hands, and I'm like, this is where this guy's hands were. Like, his arms were really long. Wow. And then I realized he came out... And walked directly under the street lamp, and all I saw was black. I didn't see any shoes. I didn't see any clothing, reflective stuff. Like, it was like black shadow. How far away <laughs> were you? Approximately? Um, half a block. Okay. It wasn't far. Mm -hmm. Like, if it was anybody else, I would have been able to see at least something. Especially when you're walking directly under a street lamp. <laughs> yeah. So it's still dark at this time. Yeah. It it wasn't even first light yet. Okay. So, um, so wh yeah. whoever or whatever this was walked out of your range of sight. 
Yeah, so I walked behind this tree. I couldn't see it, but I knew once I got up to the corner, I'd be able to see around. And the only where the only place you can go is into the bay. Like mm-hmm. you, the only place you can go is into the water. So I even stopped by the water and I listened to hear if anybody had gone in, and I didn't hear anything. Yeah, that's a creepy just, one. Yeah, and I, I ran home pretty fast after that one. So, oh, so you put it together at that time, like as you were standing by the pole. Oh, yeah. That, that's, I okay. Realizing that it's seven and a half feet up high, and I'm like, um, people aren't that tall. I'm going to go. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a little too close. <laughs> right? Okay. Do you want to do some of the orb stories? Yeah, please. Let's do that. Are these in the same area? These. This first one is in western Wisconsin, probably an hour north of like the Twin Cities area. Um, So kind of in the middle of nowhere. My parents live on a a lake and I was visiting them and I had decided one evening just to go sit down on the dock and watch the stars come out, kind of hang out for a little bit. And this lake, it's probably a quarter of a mile across. And then it's a big oval, like three quarters of a mile the long way. And my parents are like right in the middle of the long side. So I was looking straight across And then to the south, there's a little channel that goes to another lake. I noticed this big white light moving north along the trees on the far side, the bottom end of the lake. And I figure it's just an airplane and I'm just at the right angle where it looks like it's at the top of the trees moving north. And I watch it a little bit and it goes behind this tree and it disappears. Like, it doesn't come back out. I'm like, well, maybe it just turned east. I'm not going to see it again. Mm-hmm. No bother. A short while later, I notice movement again, and I look back. And it's in the same spot I had seen it to begin with, moving north along the trees on the same path that it had gone before. And I'm like, okay, maybe somebody in a hobby plane is just messing around. But it's really strange that I don't hear an airplane noise. It's really strange that I don't see any like a red and a green wing light. Mm-hmm. So it follows the tree line for a little bit and then again disappears after it goes behind this one tree. A little bit later, I see it again doing that same pattern, like following that same route, like it's yeah, just doing its thing. And I start to chuckle to myself and I'm like, watch, it'll come this way next. Didn't think much of it, but then I look and it had gone still, like it had gone back to its first spot it was in, but it looked like it wasn't moving. It looked like it was wobbling, and then it looked like it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I realized it was making a beeline right for me, and it was like speeding across the lake, and it was coming so fast that I stop, and I throw my hands up, and I'm like, nope, not going to happen. Shut it down. I didn't mean it. Nope, not, no, no, thank you. Right. And it stopped. And it like hovers in the air and it's like 20 feet above the water and like 20 feet from being right over my head. And it's just paused there. And it looks about the size of a basketball, but all I could see is the light coming off of it. It didn't look like it had an outer membrane or anything. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of slowly starts moving backwards. Like I had scared it. (laughs) (laughs) And I turned away and and I didn't look at it for a while. And I eventually, like, I worked up the courage, and I, I remember I, like, I put my eyes on the lake, and I followed the line on the lake to see if I could see its reflection. 
and I didn't see the reflection. Eventually, I got to the trees, and I looked up, and it's in the same spot that it started, following the same path it had gone so many times before. That is what we've noticed, at least at Site 7. Again yeah. and again, we know to look for them in the same place, and they will move almost in a prescribed way. Like, almost they have a track or something they follow. Yeah. I, you know, I really got the feeling like it was looking for something. Oh, that's like interesting. It had to follow this path, and for some reason, in that area of space, it was like it was looking for something. That's interesting. I'm always interested in people's different impressions, you know, of yeah. these lights, because, I mean, that's we don't have much else to go on other than just right. like, hey, I saw a weird light. Uh-huh. You know? But uh, yeah. that detail of it following the same path, that just rings so true with to me with what we saw. Mm-hmm. They just follow the same path again and again. Yeah. Well, yeah, most it, of the time. It, I'll say most yeah. of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. Right. Yeah, and then I had um, another one. So this was probably um, fall of 2018. I had um, gone down to St. Paul for a show on a Sunday evening, and I was driving home afterwards so like there's no traffic it's like 10 30 11 o'clock at night and i'm like driving north out of saint paul and all of a sudden like this blue green ball drops down from the sky and does like an airplane bounce landing (laughs) right at my windshield behind where my rearview mirror is and it's the size of like a grapefruit and it looks like a watercolor painting. So there's all of these different blues and greens and turquoises and teals, but in different areas are darker and different areas are lighter. It was beautiful. And this is while you were driving. This is while I'm driving. So wow. first I try to debunk it because I'm driving through the cities and all of the, like going under all of these street lamps and I'm looking at all these reflections and where it's going and it's sitting there and it's still as I'm driving and I'm like going around these corners and under these overpasses and it's staying there. And it even got to the point where I was trying to focus on driving. (laughs) So I didn't run into anything and I had forgotten that it was there for a second. And all this, like I moved and I saw that like the green color again. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's there. I need to watch that. There's something there. So I like moved myself so I could see that and watch the road. And I started getting excited, like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And my, like, I started getting like, just that excitement started building. And then all of a sudden, like, this ball, like, shoots up and it's gone. I'm like, huh, that's different. So it was on the outside of your car. It was on the outside of my car, but, like, in hovering, like, just above my windshield. But, but, like, if the windshield wasn't there, I could have touched it. But moving at the same as rate I'm as driving, the car... I guess yeah, as I'm going around turns wow. and going under bridges and yeah. Yeah. I don't know if um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I think it'd be too much of a distraction. I don't know. Wow. I want to see one that close that we, I mean, I have seen them that close, but I mean, I would like to see the colors like that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But I don't know if while I'm driving, I don't know, but that's amazing that it just stayed st- you know, I guess kept pace with the car in a sense. I, mm-hmm. It's so difficult to talk about these things. I mean, that's, you know. Have you ever seen them with, with another person? Um, I, Once, yes. Did you both see the same thing? We both saw the same thing. Okay. And this was in a house. 
I was with my sister and we were talking to each other. And then right in the middle of our eyeline, there was like this flash of light that lit up and it grew to like the size of the softball and then it faded and it was just white and it just faded away. Huh. I do like it when both people see the same thing because you can check each other. Like, did you mm-hmm. see that? Did you know? Yeah. But we've also had it where, where we were all looking at a light, but several of us described it differently than others. Which is a whole other thing. You wonder what the heck's going on with that. Right. But I right. was at a different angle from from the other people. I don't know if that matters. But in any case, uh, I'm in- completely fascinated by these lights. Again, I don't I don't have any answers. I don't know what they are, what they mean, but uh, incredibly fascinated by them. So this the light yeah. that you saw in the car was in a like a city kind of area. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, again, I've heard it before. I've, I've not seen them anywhere but out in the woods, but. I've heard other people talk about them coming, you know, right, you know, over their house and in, in cities and so forth. So people mm-hmm. do see them in that environment. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too, like how different they can look. So like that one I, I saw looks like a membrane and like all those different colors, and you see other ones that look just like lights, and some that may look like a ping pong ball. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, like how can they all be so different? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> is, is it the same thing or is it a bunch of different things? Is it one thing right. that's changing? I do not know absolutely fascinating if you have a puppy and you need help with your puppy or if you know anybody who's got a new puppy needs help with their puppy or maybe there's some holiday puppies coming that you know of a good gift to go along with the holiday puppy would be some training 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you with that. They have online sources, video lessons, a secret Facebook group, and they have one-on-one online options available as well. Times being what they are, who knows what's going on as far as getting out and getting dog training. So 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy is online. They're right there for you, already set up and ready to go. They're at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. With their relationship-based approach to training, they can help you and your puppy become perfect for each other. They'll help you understand how your dog thinks, which is not how you think, Allison. (laughs) And they will... You don't know that. (laughs) And they will apply proactive training methods to help you and your puppy... Become perfect for each other? Absolutely. They can teach you what to do, and more importantly, Allison... What not to do. Absolutely. 90 Days of the Perfect Puppy... Sidhappens.us, look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. So, 2016, 17, probably, again in the fall, I woke up one night in my house, in my bedroom, and I notice that I see, like, shadows of these figures. And I see two figures, small figures, like, by the end of my bed, and a few more back on the far wall. And for some reason, like, it wasn't alarming to me. My gut didn't let me know that anything was wrong. Like, everything felt fine. I was like, oh, they're just here watching out for me. Everything's golden. I rolled over and I went back to sleep. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. 
A short while later, I wake up again, and there's the two that were by the end of my bed had moved up by my side, and they're at my hip and my stomach area, and they're, like, bent over and, like, doing something there. (laughs) And there's still three at the back of the room. And again, like, nothing felt, like, too odd. Like, obviously it's odd, but nothing felt wrong or worrisome or, like, evil or anything like that. And I just... Like, okay, I'm just going to observe this, take in what I can. And I realized that they are pretty short, between like three and four feet tall. And I'm like, and there's a handful of them hanging out in my bedroom in the middle of the night. And I start thinking like, oh my gosh, are they aliens? And I start freaking out. Like, I hate aliens. I've always like had a huge fear, aversion to them. Like, ugh, gross. Yeah, um, <laughs> in, until so, my most recent experience, I'm, I, I was right there with you. I've softened a little bit, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh, <laughs> not, yeah. n- not my favorite things. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, are they like rice? Oh my gosh. Oh no, oh, I, I can't handle that. And, and then all of a sudden in my head and it like resonates through my whole body, I hear, we are of the earth. And I'm like, okay. And it, it felt like every word was specifically chosen to like relay the exact message that they needed to relay to me. And that was everything that I needed was within that. Mm-hmm. And I got this mental image of like them honestly like coming up out of the earth. Wow. I'm like, okay. And I, and I lay there and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to observe. I'm just going to like look, take this in. And I'm looking at them and they are, it's, seemed like androgynous humanoid figures everything seemed proportional like their heads weren't big their eyes weren't big but i realized that they were all brown and they weren't wearing clothes but their skin looked like dried cracked dirt like a desert landscape Mm -hmm. just dirt and like dark eyes and then the, the nose area was flat but it was like two ovals or kidney-shaped like nostrils, and then totally flat over the mouth area. So nothing that made me think there was a mouth. I'm like, huh, they really look like dirt. (laughs) And I'm like, it kind of looks like tree bark, like, but it really is dirt, isn't it? So I fell back asleep. I woke up a short while later, and one of them is like inches away from my face. Oh, wow. And I get mad. <laughs> like, nope, too close. You're in my space. You need to back off. And then, boom, I was out. Not like I fell asleep, but like anesthesia mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I woke up again a short while later. The three at the back of the room had gone, but the two were still working around my stomach. And it was like they were finishing up. But I couldn't see what they were doing, I couldn't feel anything. And I fell back asleep. Next time I woke up, it was morning. First thing I did was like check my stomach. There, there weren't any markings. I didn't notice anything different. But that was, that was it. And I haven't like seen them since then. I've tried looking up other people's stories to see if anybody's experienced anything like that, and I haven't found anything. Yeah, we'll see if we don't get somebody who, who right. says, I've seen that, I've seen that. Yeah. Usually, more often than not, it, it does happen with these kinds of things. But, I mean, I'm just fascinated because this is, it has elements that are like the, the my gray visitation. And yeah. then and then 
others that are not. Obviously, the the number of them is uh, much higher. I think there was just three with mine. I felt like personally invaded. Like I I felt like I didn't want them there, and I felt like uh, right. You know, I I just didn't want them doing whatever they were doing. But you didn't get that feeling. No, I got the feeling that they were helping. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so you, there was no panic. There was no anger. Mm-mm. Just when it was in my face, <laughs> mm-hmm. too close. Back right. off. Right. Yeah. And I had looked up some information on like other fae and elementals to see if anything would like remotely resemble it, and and I found dryads, so like tree spirits. Mm-hmm. So they have like that bark look to them. I'm like, well, that looks similar. And then um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I've never seen those movies, but I think the second one came out, and Baby Groot, like the baby tree. Mm-hmm is in it and that character looks a lot like what i saw oh, that's interesting but this was yeah. before that you said this was before that yeah yeah huh yeah and i thought about like well if it was a screen memory wouldn't they want to try to like make me think they were something more reasonable more usual you know yeah yeah it's interesting and the, there's so many boxes just get checked it's like okay they fell asleep and and you know, seem like almost naturally fall asleep. And then when you said like, yeah, it's like they put me out almost like with mm-hmm. anesthesia or something. That's yep. exactly the feeling I had. Like I kept waking up and it, it's like I was angry and it's like they, they just kept saying, nope, and just put me back under, you know, Somehow, yeah. however they, I don't know, you know, but it, it was very anesthesia like, you know, it's like, like I had no control at all. Wow. Very, mm-hmm. very interesting. We are of the earth. So did they say anything else? Uh, no, that is all that they said. And did you feel like they spoke that and you heard it? Or did you feel like it was just words in your head kind of thing? It, it was mind speak. And it would like, mm-hmm. like I said, that they just resonated through your whole body. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I can't even say for sure that I heard mind speak. I know I couldn't speak. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I was angry. Very, very angry. And I know I... And see, the th- the problem is I've read other people's accounts. And I think they're yeah. kind of... They've kind of colored my memory a little bit. But I think I said something along the lines of, like, stop doing this. You don't have the right. Or, or you know, you're not supposed to be here. Or something like this. And I didn't hear so much the words. But I got the feeling of, like, a brush off. Of, like, mm-hmm. like, like nope. Like, you don't... Yeah. We're not... You know, so I don't know that it was necessarily mind speak, but it was definitely, it was an answer without words in a sense. Like, yeah. Like I felt it, it was just like, no, you're, 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 whatever your, your protestations don't matter, you know? Y- yes. And I got something kind of like that right before they said that. So because I was so focused on the idea of grays, mm-hmm. it was like they, like, it was like a scoff and an eye roll. Like, how dare you compare us with the grayest? Wow. We are of the earth. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting, though. Were you in sleep paralysis when this was happening? No. That's interesting, too. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. So did you attempt to move, or was it the kind of thing where you were... You know, so content or, or I think um because I was feeling comfortable, like those times that I like rolled over and went back to sleep, mm-hmm. I like just moved on my own. Um, I think the time when I got mad and it went like um anesthesia, like mm-hmm. I, I was out before my head hit back on the pillow. Mm-hmm. So um 
Yeah, I think my arms were flailing a little bit. Like, but, get okay, off so, me. Okay, so you could move. When, yeah, when this was yep. Interest, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I have had plenty of sleep paralysis in the past. That's, you, you know where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah. Oh my gosh, and I have a really funny, so I've never had too many experiences when you wake up in the sleep paralysis. I've never really seen things happening in my room, except for once. And it was, so I was in this bedroom in a basement. And from where I was, I could kind of see straight forward into this closet. And the the, the room wasn't fully finished yet. And the back side of the basement wasn't fully finished yet. So like I had this image of the basement behind me and in, well, in front of me. And I saw these two cartoon characters, they looked like bank robbers, like little newsboy caps, black and white striped shirts, burlap sack over their back. Like, and their legs were long, but they were crouched over. So the legs were like moving really far forward and moving really far back. And they came from the ground into the basement because I was right on the edge of the, the house. And they stopped in the closet. And the guy in the back is like, she can hear us. And the guy in the front's like, don't worry about it. Come on. And the guy in the back is like, but she can see us. And he's like, come on. And then they move forward in this cartoon walking motion through the basement out of my house. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Amazing. But yeah, in that moment, I was in sleep paralysis. so I couldn't move. And it took me a long time to like get fully awake and moving again but mm-hmm. uh, like that one just cracks me up yeah oh no that's bizarre but these sleep paralysis characters they're amazing yeah wow so okay so they came from <laughs> the ground they did okay yeah they sort of like popped out of the ground i think just because i was in the basement they looked like they just came in right through where where the wall would be but it's like it wasn't a wall to them oh, like gotcha. they were just on their way moving through gotcha, and it gotcha. happened to be at the basement level okay gotcha yeah okay yeah wow yeah but like the fact that they were talking about me yeah <laughs> like, like, like one of them was aware and the other one like just didn't care like no we're just going don't worry that's, about her that's the, the you know so many people talk about these things like oh it was surprised that I could see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what these things are, but uh, I'm, I'm extremely fascinated. So did they look like like a cartoon? Did they have that kind of uh, coloring to them? Yes. They looked like they were straight out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. So a lot of little kids say they see cartoon people, you know, and you wonder if it's something that... Um, is I mean that's kind of scary in a way because like like we've had stories of kids who talk about you know cartoon characters like beckoning them under the trail or something yeah you know, like come under here and that's like what was trying to lure you and why was it taking that form? Mm-hmm. Other yeah. times you wonder if it's just you know that's that's the skin that the kid put on it whatever it was because that's the only way I could understand it. Yeah, to make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you're an adult at this point when you're seeing these. Uh, I was, yeah, probably like 15, 16. Okay, well, older. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, you know, <laughs> that's whatever, wherever these things come from, it's amazing. It's amazing how similar they act, how different they can look, and uh, the, the, the sort of patterns they follow. 
like that. Yeah. And speaking of that, like I have an example that I find fascinating. So um, when we were little growing up, we'd go visit my grandparents and there was always a bedroom that we would sleep in. And I would often wake up in the night and I'd see this weird red orange glowing light up in the window and it's this room is up on the second floor and it would kind of glow a little bit brighter and it would fade a little bit. And then I just end up falling back asleep. And this happened often. Um, and it was out a window that was towards other houses. So I always just brushed it off as a light coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Eventually my sister woke up one night and claimed to have seen like two red glowing eyes staring at her from the window. And this freaked her out, scarred her for life. She told everybody about it. She hated sleeping in that room. So following trips, like I would wake up and see that orange light and look around for the second one. Like, where's the other eyes? Eyes. Nope. There's only one. I'm going back to sleep. It's nothing. And then earlier this summer, I was talking to my mom, and I'm like, so did you ever have any experiences in that house? She's like, I hated that bedroom. I'm like, why? She's like, and she grew up in this bedroom. She's like, I woke up one night, probably when she was like 10 or 11, and I saw a man standing in front of my window smoking a cigarette staring at me. Wow. So I sat up, and I said to him, you better put that cigarette out before my parents smell it. And she laid back down and went back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how funny that she's more afraid of her parents reacting to smelling cigarette smoke than a strange man standing in her bedroom. Right. But then I thought about it. I'm like, so if she saw a guy standing there smoking a cigarette, that's exactly where I saw that red-orange glowing light. Oh, yeah. And then I was thinking, I'm like, so what are the chances then that my sister had been at just the right angle and say there was an extra picture frame or a mirror somewhere in the room that caused a reflection. So it looked like two that would look exactly like red glowing eyes. Could be. Yeah. So I'm like, how interesting is that, that you have like this activity in the same spot in the same house happening over decades to different people and they're all like perceiving it so differently. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it just speaks to the other as a whole <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so what's the story of, about this weird hair yeah okay so last fall i had gotten home late one night eight thirty, nine o'clock and i hadn't eaten yet so i was eating in the kitchen and i have this little window in the kitchen that looks out over my backyard and i saw like these weird flashing white lights in my backyard and i got the sense that i was being watched so I like would peek out there. I went upstairs. I was looking around. I didn't see anybody out there, but that sense was there. And eventually I got like this mental image of my head of like this big hairy thing is crouching down underneath my apple tree, just watching me eat. I'm like, okay, take that for what it's worth. Leave it at that. So this summer, I think it was this July, um, my house is usually pretty calm and quiet. And for some reason, all of the sudden, all of this activity came up out of nowhere. So I was hearing bangs on the walls. I was having pictures like falling off of the wall, like having all of these really strange nightmares. And like when you're, when I'm trying to go to bed, I have all like this slideshow of this gore and like scary images flashing in my head. So like, I'm just going to ignore all of this. I don't want to feed it any attention. And eventually it will go away. So I think it was a few days in and it was finally just starting to settle down. And I had gotten up one morning 
and I walked into the bathroom and my bathroom is mostly white and of a white countertop. And there is this huge black hair laid out on the side of my sink. Now I live alone. I don't have any pets. I have blonde hair and very fine hair. This is like thick and black and it had red undertones and it was like, had these weird kinks in it. And I thought, gross <laughs> hair. I don't know whose hair it is. And and honestly, like, it felt a little threatening. Like, you're going to try to ignore me? Look what I can do. So, like, I just grabbed it. I, I put it in the toilet. I got rid of it. It was gone. And then as soon as I did that, like, all the activity in the house calmed down again. Everything was fine. Huh. And, of course, now I'm thinking, what's the chance that it wasn't a threat? It was there kind of like as a gift, as support, like we're going to come in and help clear this out for you. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got chills by the way. From that story. <laughs> I, um, and it's like not, it's really meaningful for me because I've been working with the runes for the past couple of years. And there's like this one rune in particular that comes up a lot. And there's these associations that, that connect it with hair. And so I've been looking a lot into recently, like hair is medicine and the spiritual power of hair and like what hair can be used for. And like the fact that there was this hair that came for me and I'm like, Oh, how did I just get rid of that? Yeah. I, 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 I'm, that's the most uh, disappointing part of it for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, don't, don't. but, but, yeah. but I get that when you're in the moment and you're just like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not having this. Yeah. Not de- dealing with this right yeah. now. Yeah. And then later on you go, oh, what'd I do that for? It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it was a thicker kind of coarser hair. Yeah. Like five times as thick as my hair. Like, and we don't have any dogs in the neighborhood with big, thick, long black hair like that. I, it's very strange, and very it was just, odd for it to just show sort up. of laid out almost as a presentation on the thing. And it was laid out on the white countertop where I would not miss it. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I. Who knows what it was, right? Exactly. Who knows yep. what it was. But something rings in my head, like like. Tobe, I think, from Strange Route said that they, whatever this other stuff is, you know, the Sasquatch people, whatever, will find a way to let you know that they are always three, four, five, ten steps ahead of you, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not saying that's what it was. I'm just saying, but it, it rings like like some of the kinds of things that he was finding, like yeah, uh, around his place. It's, it's, it has that same feel to it, you know. Where does the hair come when you live alone and you don't have any pets? <laughs> exactly, like, and you're in the middle of lockdown. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Right. Yeah. 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 Where does that come from? Like it just mm-hmm. just falls from the sky. Like what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. I love all your stories, but that one just gave me chills for some reason. Like, what? Why is that there? And and what does it mm-hmm. mean? And the fact that this other so this this other activity, this sort of poltergeisty kind of stuff that was going yeah. on, was happening during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's interesting as well. I don't know if it means anything, but I mean, we're certainly in a very liminal kind of time here. Right. Yeah. 
And it, and it was something that like kind of came in and like tried to get a rise and then just passed through. It was gone again as quick as it came. So, yeah, yeah, which does happen too. Yeah. I think uh, Carl Jung has a has a fantastic story about his house being haunted for like three days or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like crazy haunted for you know like literally driving people out of the house and then it just it just stops and then it just stops. But uh, huh. no, that's creepy and interesting and amazing all at once and uh, i mean for me the runes ties into the little symbols you saw yeah i've been thinking about that too when you were younger and then the odin being the sort of ur wild man and he was you know the one who supposedly you know according to to legend he's the one who gave us the runes and Mm -hmm. etc etc it all it all ties together in a very very interesting way yeah all right. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for sharing your stories. We'll see if we get any more uh, dirt people sightings. <laughs> yes. Please let me know. Definitely. Thanks. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So this is our dear story that you just informed me happened last Thursday, was it? Yeah. Because you have better memory than me. And it was last week. But I think it starts earlier than that, actually. It may start as far back as our encounter with the, the little fawn that walked around us in the fairy circle in Soldier's Delight back in Maryland, way back in the 1990s. Maybe. Or maybe it started on November 3rd <laughs> of this year, which is when Brother Richard sent me a little note about St. Hubert. I don't know anything about St. Hubert. St. Hubert is the saint of the hunt. And also the saint you pray to for rabies. So he thought I would have some interest in that. He also, I find that at the beginning of the pandemic, I had this really beautiful, like German crumolith picture of St. Sebastian, and I had it framed. I was trying to decide whether to sell it or not. It's just incredibly beautiful. And I 
shared a picture of it on my Instagram and, and he suggested, he said that since St. Sebastian is the patron saint of plagues or something to, akin to that, he said it might be wise to keep it around for a while. So then we, And so it remains. And so it remains. So we I keep it in the kitchen so I can see it all the time. And as I've been watching pretty much exclusively British TV shows, I've learned the the term that is used most often on the British Antiques Roadshow, which is pride of place. Oh, it's got pride of place. It's got pride of place in the kitchen, so I can see it all the time. Well, St. Hubert's conversion happened when he was hunting, and he saw a stag with a cross, a glowing cross between the horns of the stag, and then he was received some message that, uh, you know, it's time to convert. Uh, you're I mean, you're I, on the wrong I, path, something I, like this. I think the glowing cross would be enough for me. I don't know if I would need the message to. I would probably need the message, actually. <laughs> and that was his conversion, and he goes on to have this saint's life. I think, he became a, I think he became a bishop. But in any case, that was November 3rd, and I started working on some artwork based on St. Hubert. So deer have kind of been on my mind since then. Mm-hmm. And then a couple weeks ago, you found this really cool statue at the place I call our secret hidey hole of forgotten ephemera basically a junk shop and it was broken and you're like oh look at this but the it, it was a deer a deer-headed human mm-hmm. with a deer head and the ear was broken off but you found the ear in the box it was 50 cents yes it, it was really neat and uh, we brought it home and, and i repaired it i glued his ear back on and then you told me i couldn't sell it <laughs> well i liked it I, I liked it a lot and it was signed on the bottom is it a native american artist you found out I'm not sure. It's a contemporary artist who does Native American-inspired things. I okay. don't know the person whether the person is... But it's the, anyway, the, the title of the piece is Dear Shaman, and it was actually signed on the bottom by the artist. Very cool statue for, for 50 cents, so I thought I'd keep it because, you know, as they say, what's uh, one of the main things about Catholics? We enjoy statues. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy a good statue. So I got that. And then, uh, you know, the the following week. You convinced me to go for a walk. We decided to go for a hike. And it is deer season. So there's a couple parks in York County that don't allow hunting. And I mean that literally. I think it's just two. So we had two choices. This was the closer one that we went to. And Allison, in a very, this is a very non-woo thing. This is a very casual, offhanded remark. As we're getting out of the car going our hike says i would like to see a deer today this is not me being woo you know going into the woods saying i would like to to the, find no, antlers today no this there is, was not me with like a magical intent to no. this it was just like hey wouldn't it be cool if we saw a deer yeah you know, it's just it's just a very offhanded thing and uh, so we proceed on our walk and uh, not long into it just climb like, a hill and over a rise and yes yeah, so right up ahead right in the middle of the path there's a deer a young a young deer and I'm taking pictures. We're seeing how close we can get. Yeah, it seems very nonplussed by our... Yeah, it looked there. back at us a couple of times. It definitely saw us. It looked back at us, and but it kind of kept eating and, and doing its thing. And we walked up towards it eventually, and, and it kind of made its way into the weeds. But we the path actually circled around. So if, if you imagine like the direction it went, we were actually circling around. So we were in the direction in which it was going as we turned on the path. I made note of it. I saw it as we're kind of walking in the direction it was headed anyway. And then we see it in the weeds 
It was very close to us when we saw it. It was first of all, it was super camouflaged. I mean, yeah, it, it was it, so it, well camouflaged. I really wasn't thinking that it would even be there. Yeah, it's just like some of the pictures I took as it walked into those weeds. Like, you can't even tell where it is in the no, photo. No, no, it's, it's so and it was we were perfect camouflage. Yeah, maybe ten feet away mm-hmm. at that point. We come back around and we see it coming through the weeds, and it changed its angle and looked towards us and came towards us. Yeah, it kept walking a little bit, and then I then I started to get a little antsy. I thought like. It's not yeah, typical this, behavior. What it should do is lock eyes and run. Especially during hunting season, it was a little odd. I was on edge, but I also thought, well, let's see what it does. You know, deer aren't coyotes. They're not raccoons. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be very out of character for it to just come up and start biting us, you know. So I thought, well, let's just see what it does. And it came over. Like if we had some corn or something in our hand, I totally think that it would have eaten out of our hands. It might have. It was that close. It was. It came right up to us and looked us over, just checked us out, basically. Spent, I don't know, a good 30 seconds just kind of... Went back to eating a little bit, In, in our presence. Again. And then hopped across the trail and, and went off into the woods. Easily within four or five feet of us. Yeah. I mean, I didn't try to reach out. I didn't want to scare it mm-hmm. away. And I didn't want to threaten it in any way. But it was but definitely I, close. Yeah, I, possibly could have reached out and touched it it's really kind of amazing experience and right away i said well you got your deer allison Mm -hmm. but the other being a very egalitarian uh sometimes when it wants to be so i'm not done with you guys yet maybe i'll have something for tim too we walk about i don't know 100 yards 150 yards yeah it's definitely on the same path and not in the middle of the path but still in the path it was it was on the side of the path was a skull. A deer skull. A deer skull. So here we have this sort of, this moment of, that I feel was meaningful, because you said, I'd like to see a deer today. And we had this very, very close encounter with this young deer. It was very wonderful, you know, and it's just one of those, wow, that was so neat, and it was, it was so beautiful. I will put pics up, by the way, of all this stuff in the show notes so you guys can see how close we were. The pictures of the deer at its closest, I wasn't using a zoom. It was just, yeah, it was just there. It was just that close. So then we find a deer skull. Now, I didn't think to take a picture of the deer skull on the ground, but you picked it up and put it in your pocket, which, by the way, somebody on the Discord was like, kudos to Allison for putting that skull in the pocket of her nice coat. <laughs> I was like, didn't think anything. Yeah, she, she's got no problem with that. But I do have a picture of the skull in Allison's pocket on the path. You know, it's, it's kind of a beat up, very old skull. It's, it's, it's portions thereof, but it's still a skull. And wow, look at that. What, what, a, what a neat thing. And we continue on our way. And kind of go around another corner. We're basically making a big loop. And now we're on the part of the loop. We've gone through a, kind of up a hill, through a field, through a little bit of woods. And we're like kind of looping back to the sort of wetland area that's near where we parked. And we're on the loop back. And we're on that path. And we come around a corner. And then there's this group of, I think there's three or four deer. Mm-hmm. And these were a little bit bigger. Still got way closer than I normally do to any deer. Now these weren't nowhere near as close as the other. As yeah, the, but the, they, other one. the the idea that all these deer saw us and then didn't immediately bolt seems odd to me. They they were very tame. Yeah, they just they were like hanging out and they were kind of looking at us and then they kind of made their way up the hill. Wow, that's neat. And we kind of go down and we cross a creek and and then we come up around where we're in the the very last stretch towards the car. And this little guy comes out. Yeah, he was really cute. <laughs> Another little deer comes out. And basically, like, kind of 
escorts us to the car. He kind of yeah, he was just like kind of walking with us. Yeah, he just kind of walks. I mean, now we were kind of pushing him. We, you know, he wasn't like right by us, but he basically came almost all the way back to the car with us, and then like hops into the weeds and. Any of those deer were, were as close as I've ever been to a wild deer, I think. Yeah, definitely. Any one of those. But, the, you know, certainly the first one was much closer. So this is really, really wonderful kind of uh, multi-deer, I don't know, synchronicity. Really, really, really neat experience. And it was really cool. It is hunting season. There's no hunting in this park. So if you want to be super practical and just say, like, you know, there is hunting around this park. And maybe they just drove the deer in there and the deer are in sort of panic mode and so forth. Yeah, because there's like a, a gun club across the street. And there's a gun club in one direction. There's hunting in the other park that's that's connected to this park yeah. and kind of behind it. So, you know, if you want to be really practical. But still, it was just wonderful and amazing. And I forgot that if we're, you know, being totally woo. Of course. That neighborhood that's kind of right across from where we parked, if you remember, just last year there was a Bigfoot sighting. And one lady reported oh, in her backyard. Yeah, that's right. In that neighborhood. <laughs> Which I didn't it didn't even hit me at the time. I'll put the pictures up so everybody can see. It's a good lesson in forcing yourself to go out and be in nature, regardless of what kind of mood you're in. Or it, it, you know, it had the same feeling of wonderment when we did the episode about um, force the hand of chance and kind mm-hmm. of finding weird stuff in in your neighborhood. It had that same kind of feeling that like yeah, because it's a place that we sort of over i don't want to say overused but just um there wasn't any novelty left in going there no it's a very like landscaped park it's very uh it's very nice it's a great park for your kids yeah you, you know if, if you want to do but it's not like my usual hiking is like way out in the middle of nowhere i try to get as far away from. yeah well i mean we we, cr- we came in contact with a few people as we walked so it's not yeah. like totally remote or anything yeah exactly but steve the local uh, listener that we know he said he was at that park the day before and mm. saw no deer and didn't see any skulls either so that was kind of mm. interesting that we saw that many deers but uh, quite wonderful really really wonderful day so i'm declaring mm-hmm. deer are the new owl are they mm-hmm. okay which actually mike clellan said somebody could write a you know how he wrote the owl book uh-huh. he said somebody could write a book about deer basically and the sim- symbolism of deer in the same way and he said i'm just i've written the owl book i'm not writing the deer book <laughs> i don't know whether he was suggesting that i write that book but uh we'll see but th- that was uh you know deer are the new owls I'm, all right i'm calling it although uh, but we did hear an owl on the way out too yeah we did hear an owl. <laughs> as we're walking back to the car we heard an owl Hey, another thing, I mean, this is not to do with woo, but there's mink in that wetland. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I, I would love to see mink. I don't think I've ever seen a mink before that was alive. Not in a while, I haven't. So I'm, I'm very, very interested. Very, very cool. So that was our little adventure in York County. And deer are the new owls. Tis the season, as they say, and you may be wondering, how can I help strange familiars continue and flourish? Oh, that was a seamless segue. (laughs) (laughs) And really, you can give a gift to yourself. You can become a patron, you can get extra shows, and that's going to help us as well. Patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. It's the best way to help us. And like I said, you get extra shows. There's over 60 right now. You sign up, you get over 60 shows right away, and then we're adding more every month. We do at least one full episode of Strange Familiars every month just for our patrons. 
There's different levels of support there. If you want to add other things like t-shirts and stickers and pins and books, artwork and more, go ahead, check it all out. Patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you don't like the idea of a subscription like Patreon, you can go to the show notes under any episode at strangefamiliars.com. Look for a paypal.me link. You can make a one-time donation using that link. And of course, everyone can help by sharing the show on social media, liking and subscribing wherever you're listening, and leaving us those nice five-star reviews, which does help get the show in front of new potential listeners. And while we're talking about it, I'll take time here to thank our patrons. I thank each and every one of you. Really, we could not do the show without you. You guys make Strange Familiars happen. And I also want to thank Jessica M. for a very generous PayPal donation. Thank you so much. That, of course, helps a great deal as well. With that said, we can get to the photo of the week. Which is of neither animal. It isn't. But it's another little perfect puppy. Yeah, I picked this one also because it's a stereo view and it's called Both Tired. And it's just... It's another little girl and her puppy. Yeah. So is that a pug? It looks like a pug to me. Yeah. A little girl and her, her pug. <laughs> He's <cute. laughs> Yeah. So it's a stereo view from 1891 or thereabouts. Check it out if you go to the show notes for this episode under strangefamiliars.com. There'll be a photo of this. You can click on that. It'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can buy this and other photos of the week. Yeah, and if you have a request, you'd like, I mean, I can still send things out for people for gifts for the holidays if you have like a certain town. I have a lot of Civil War stuff right now, a lot of author ephemera and prints. Yeah, if there's something that you can think of, I can drop ship to people too, if you'd like. Right. And as we always mention, we do buy photographs, old photographs, uh, singles or lots. If you have photographs or you know somebody with photographs and they want to get rid of a bunch at once, contact us. You can just use the Strange Familiars contact information. I'll get all that information to Allison and she'll get back to you. We are always buying lots of old photographs and lots of lots of old photographs exactly <laughs> and ephemera if it's of a certain sort or, or you know certain paper ephemera and stuff but uh, you can always ask us and we'll let you know if we're interested or not also in our etsy shop is various books and other th- artwork and other things by me you can check out and strange familiar's t-shirts and more uh, the books at this point, they're shipping media mail. I'm pretty sure there's still time to get wherever you are in time for the holidays, but uh, you probably want to order sooner than later. If it does come closer to Christmas and you still want books or something, you can contact me and we'll make arrangements to do like priority mail, which is a little faster. But the default is media mail through Etsy. If you're local to York, you can find all of your books at American Daydream Antiques on mm-hmm. the old Lincoln Highway. <laughs> Near the shoe house. It's not that far away from the shoe house, so <laughs> that narrows it down. I don't know where in the country you are, but I don't know if you guys have a life-size shoe house near you, but... Oh, the shoe house. Yes, the shoe wizard. Uh, yeah. It's near the shoe wizard. The shoe wizard, who has a connection to uh, Toad Road, by the way. He owned the house at the end of Toad Road. The Hain guy? Yeah. Or Haynes, or yeah. Haynes, Haynes yeah, the shoe was... wizard. 
he owned, it was the Haynes American Legion Lodge, and that ended up becoming Dr. Belknap's house. He converted that. Oh, is that why it was called the Lodge? Yeah, it was. he owned it, he gave it to the American Legion, and they called it the Haynes American Legion Lodge, and then Dr. Belknap bought it and refurbed it and made his house out of it, and then it was torn down. Much like Crowley's Abbey. <laughs> his lodge was torn down, too. <laughs> true, true. The new Wilderness Geist is out, as we talked about last week. This is more dark ambient ritual music intended as an audio ritual to contact the other. The first one was built from sounds from various paranormal investigations. This one is built uh, using sounds from our night at Pandemonium, including the woodknocks become drum beats. So you can find that at stonebreath.bandcamp.com, along with a bunch of other Stonebreath releases. As I mentioned last week, I have been dipping my toe back into live performance again in the form of recording videos for YouTube of songs. They're free. They're just on our Strange Familiars YouTube channel. But if you like my music, you can go there and check those out. I'll add a few more here and there. While you're over at Etsy, checking out the Strange Familiar shop, which is actually the Lost Grave shop. But if you look up Strange Familiars, will come up. They won't let us change the name from Lost mm-hmm. Grave to Strange Familiars. So we're stuck with the Lost Grave store name there. But in any case, if you look up Strange Familiars, we will come up. But you know what else comes up? What? Our friends at Karmic Garden, because they have a Strange Familiar scent. <laughs> and they're etsy.com slash shop slash Karmic Garden. They have a Strange Familiar scent. They have a new Flannel Man scent as well, so leaning into the, the paranormal scent world. Beard Balm. They do have Beard Balm. They've got... Which is important as a Flannel Man accessory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't even put that together. I see where you're going. It is important for Flannel Man to have a good Beard Balm. You don't want that to get out of hand. Exactly. They've got soaps, scented sanitizers, natural cleaners, candles, and a lot more. Go ahead and check them out. Etsy.com slash shop slash Karmic Garden. Trusted remedies made from Mother Nature. And thanks to our friends at Karmic Garden and, of course, our friends at 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. Oh, also, I want to mention more of our friends. If you're looking for my books, you can also get them at Riverbend Comics from John, who you hear on the show sometimes. And John runs Riverbend Comics, and he has signed copies of my books as well. So you can get them from him also. And we're happy we get them from us, get them from John. Get them from Etsy, get them from Amazon, wherever you get them, we're certainly happy. Channel it. Absolutely. And Where the Footprints End, Volume 2, coming very soon. We're in the home stretch. I think it's every element of the book is done except the back cover, waiting on that last little bit to put in there. But otherwise, it's almost ready to send to the printer, and it's going to depend on how quickly they get me a proof. And once I approve that proof, it'll be ready. So Where the Footprints End Volume 2 is coming really, really soon. Before the new year? I don't know. We'll see. It's possible. I'm, it's possible, but it'll be tight to see. We'll see. When it's out, I'll certainly let everybody know. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, Music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com. Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars Gathering Group. And we're on Instagram at strangefamiliars.
of the lady fair, my father's chief and only heir. But when my good old father died, I was made a young knight's bride. And my love built me a bowery decked with many a fragrant flower. A braver bow you ne'er did see than the one my true love built for me. Though I married to this knight, my mother did me deadly spite. Was she sent thieves in the dark of the night to rob my bower and slay my knight? They couldn't do to me no harm, so they slew my babe in my arms. They left me not to wrap him in for the bloody sheet that he lay in.
All around the grass was green and all around the grave was seen. He sat himself all on the stone, great weariness, it seized him on. Great silence hung from tree to sky, the wood grew still, the sun on fire. Through the woods the dove he came and through the woods he made his home. The dove he sat down on the stone, so sweet he looked, so sweet he sang. Alas, the day my love became the famous flower of Tears they fell like rain, and still he sat, and still he sang. Alas, the day my love became the famous flower of serving men. A king cried out, he wept full sore, he beat his breast, and he tore his hair so loud. And to the dove he called, up a pretty bird, come sing in vain. For she sent thieves in the dark of the night They came to rob, they came to slay They made the smoke, they went away And don't you think that her heart was sore As she laid the mold on his yellow hair And don't you think that her heart was woe As she turned her back, no way to go And how she wept as she changed her name From fair and unknown to sweet William Went to court to serve her king As the famous flower of serving men Tears they lay all around, he's mounted up and away he's gone One thought came to his mind, the thought that her that was a man And as he rode himself alone, a dreadful oath he there has sworn He would hunt a mother down as he would hunt the wildwood swine Thank you. 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.